Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the morning show on 95.3 WBCK. And here's Tim Collins. 808 at 95.3 WBCK. It's uh, the flu season almost and so annual flu shots will be our uh, topic a little later in this hour as we talk with lindsey clark vice president of health education and advocacy for the alliance for aging research uh, what should you know about getting those shots what about the uh, booster shots for covid19 we'll discuss a couple of those issues battle creek police chief jim blocker is with us right now good morning chief Good morning, Tim. It's always good to be here. I, I was kind of hoping that we could, uh, you know, time your next visit with the announcement of who was going to take over as deputy chief. A little bit of a surprise yesterday. You're going to restructure a little bit. You know, during the entire process, we were able to, the, the opportunity kind of was revealed through the process. And when we saw that we had just two excellent candidates, both an internal one and an external one, I what a great opportunity for for the department to sort of pivot forward and especially as we come out of not only just a tough you know fiduciary and uh environment but also pandemic and uh we, we certainly look forward there's a lot of things that we've been holding on to we want to launch we want to get after it a lot of numbers and metrics in terms of violent crime specific to let's say domestic violence and 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 criminal sexual conduct and those things things we want to get after with a little more specificity and this just provided a, a great opportunity with folks with the right skill sets and pretty i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen here in the future well, before we get into that, uh, what can you say about uh, retiring Deputy Chief Grafton? You know, there's not enough time, I don't think, you know. <laughs> not only, Just a wonderful man, a lot of depth, a lot of capacity. When someone like that walks away, you lose a lot of institutional knowledge. You know, a lot of folks understand operations, right? They understand sort of the, the here and now and that 25-meter target. But it's pretty rare when you start to bring on people that start to learn to anticipate what's what do they need to know before it happens, right? Someone that can anticipate not just tomorrow, but also six months to a year to two years out. I think uh, Jim certainly had gotten to that point, and that takes time. And uh, it, it just was a pleasure to serve with him, uh, to have him on the team, and he's going to be incredibly missed. He absolutely will, but it looks like uh, you're replacing him with a couple of guys who've been around the block as well in uh, uh, Shannon Bagley and Troy Gillian. We are, and I, and again, I that's really how I started off this morning in the in my comments is we we're bringing in uh, two men, one with internal experience so can hit the ground running. You know, as a matter of fact, already has here just in these last few days. And then we've got one coming in that I think in short order will hit the ground running. Uh, both have a lot of experience. Both have been involved in really the full spectrum and really all levels of policing. And from patrol to investigations to to really how do we and community engagement and how we do things and how we need to be doing things properly. 
all of us kind of came in at about the right time, you know, within, within a range of a few years. And um, it's, it, I'm just looking forward to seeing what we're going to get done here. A lot well, of energy. And anybody who's watched Law & Order, I guess everybody has, um, you know, you've got your investigators and you've got your patrol. And so now you've got uh, deputy chiefs over both of those areas. Yeah, that's a classical organization. But there's a lot of detail in between those two bureaus. And, uh, and, and more importantly, those two bureaus have to be synchronized on a daily basis. And that's really where this is going to be key. How do we make sure those 911 calls are routed at the right time and at the right speed and the right tempo so that we're able to accurately put the right person investigating, you know, violent crime uh, right away? Uh, in the past, it seems things would sit in one bureau for a while and they'd be slowly routed up to the other bureau. And uh, then that other bureau would pick it up. But then again, they'd pick it up with many other cases, right? And you're, you're a week into uh, a crime. And when really when we brought in that fusion center, that fusion center was able to quickly uh, synchronize those operations almost real time. Um, we've had cases where, where um, an outsider reported two young ladies were, were missing. There was no missing person report, so that sort of describes the situation that they were living in. And by the end of that day, by synchronizing both patrol, fusion, and that investigative bureau, we were able to find them, going so literally from no information, right, hardly even ideas, to finding them nine hours later. And more importantly, uh, they were being trafficked. They were involved in uh, uh, distributing drugs, right, forcefully. And 13 days later, we got a federal indictment, so a grand jury indictment. So I think that is something we want to continue. And we have many stories like that ever since. And so, and I use that example to explain that's really what I mean when we say, how do we synchronize our operations real time from the 911 call uh, to actually getting someone boots on the ground and resolving a case? Well, and everybody knows that uh, police departments, like a lot of businesses and organizations, are struggling with staffing right now. So any any strides that we make in uh, in terms of communication and efficiency uh, just uh, minimizes the impact that that lack of staff might have. I know, but at the same time, we're, gonna, we're not going to let that be an excuse. We can't. You know, the impact is the same on the victim. Uh, the trauma that they're going through is the same. And they don't particularly care that we're short-staffed, and no. that's the challenge of it. And we have to continue to focus. And this team, I mean the entire agency, has has repeatedly proven uh, that they're going to continue to push themselves to that high standard. Why? Because we work for victims, and we're there to advocate on their behalf. Um, it's not easy. You know, we, we, we're all of us, they're, we're, the workforce is tired. They're, they're exhausted. Uh, there's been a lot of forced overtime. It's almost a daily occurrence, and that's tough on, on that family life-work balance. It, it assuredly is, and we know it. And earlier, we always, on another uh, episode, we talked about hiring and recruiting. We're working it as hard as we can. But when you've got less and less folks interested in the field, that's a problem, not a police problem. It's a community problem. I think we need to start asking ourselves why. Yeah, and we've got a lot of people who have served their time. They're ready for retirement. It's time for them to go do something else, and uh, then there's another spot you got to fill. Well, that's right, and and I, I think it's just been tough for everybody. You know, there's a lot of I'll just call it bloodletting going on. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of tension, and it and for whatever reason, I think. Certainly, the law enforcement 
community feels it's culminating at their level. But but then again, I think if we're honest, and if we want to have a civil discussion about it, it's at law enforcement's lap because we failed at so many other areas prior to getting there. Right. We haven't we haven't won the war on drugs. We haven't won the war on poverty. We haven't won the, the war on uh, increasing high school graduations. And we're certainly not doing anything to decrease violent crime. Right. And although we have to deal with it, the community has said, hey, you folks in in uniform, brown or blue or whatever, undercover, we're sending you out to do this. We need you to stop it. But at the same time, it's a partnership. We need the community to recognize that the the challenge and the problem starts way before that 911 call and speaking of partnerships last time we talked uh we talked a little bit about some of the mental health training and some of the strides that our department has made and uh, there's concern that uh, some possible changes in the law and how mental health treatment is funded in michigan could cause us to uh, you know lose the gains that we've made in those areas uh, talk a little bit about that you know, in the 60s, it was decided a long time ago, not acted on until about the 70s and into the 80s, that mental health institutions uh, were going to be, um, uh, well, certainly reduced, and we were going to start mainstreaming, you know, more along the lines of a community-based mental health uh, solution. The challenge is it's been, in the last 40 years, we've hardly figured out what that looks like. Well, I th- I'm really proud of Calhoun County. I'm really proud of Summit Point. I'm really proud of this department and all the area law enforcement agencies. We have started to strategically change the entire approach to how we deal with mental health. Um, and like a, we have started our crisis intervention team uh, approach, which completely synchronizes us with the mental health community. Because clearly we all agree, someone that is suffering from addiction, someone that is suffering from a mental health um, uh, episode, right, or condition, we want to make sure they get the care they need, even when oftentimes they act out in a violent way. It could be on the onset. It could be something that it's known to all of us. And I think we all have to be on the same common understanding and operating picture in terms of how do we deal with these folks out on the street, get them in a vehicle and get them to the right place so they can get the care they need. You know, I've seen us reorient our the organizations, both law enforcement and mental health uh, services. Much of that has been driven, of course, by your budget. You know, show me your budget, I'll show you where your priorities are. Any adjustment that will separate those two Right, any adjustment that will take away those opportunities to continue to drive this community mental health approach apart, I think would be devastating to the system and we'll be right back where we were. And you know, when we say mental health too, we are often thinking of people with drug problems, alcohol problems, uh, people who've had problems for quite a while, but and let's not forget the young people, too. They figure into that. Boy, that certainly pinged the radar. Big spike in terms of just this year alone. School shootings across the nation. There's been 22 of them. None in our area. Very grateful for that. Don't anticipate that, of course. Um, but I will tell you that um, uh, 
you've got young people that for over a year they weren't connected they weren't participating in those football or those band performances they weren't interacting uh, with their peers or their teachers there was no controlled social opportunities right so it was relatively uncontrolled they sit and they were pressured to look at the screen for for all the right reasons of course right uh, and they didn't have that time that they necessarily needed and now as we're emerging out we're seeing young people that that just those 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 social constraints that are developed oftentimes from peer-to-peer uh, opportunities are, are not where they ought to be and uh, I think that's part of it and I so focusing on youth and mental health issues among them I, is certainly a critical discussion and something we have to continue to do Battle Creek Police Chief Jim Blocker is with us here and talking a little bit about uh, crime and violent crime and Bobby Holly, the community activist here is taken to the streets today chief he'll be at several locations a half a dozen different locations where we've had tragic shooting deaths or or not always deaths some people have survived these but he'll starting at four o'clock will be at Hanover and Walters Street and just trying to change the mindset of young people who are just grabbing a gun and shooting before they even know it well i think bobby and he always does it so poignantly is that he's trying to communicate in in both a physical and and in a visual way he's like this this is a devastating to our community it strikes at the heart of our community you know no no young lady should be standing on a porch you know at a party you know at a social event and then suddenly a you know a piece of hot metal strikes her and permanently ending her life at that moment you know just sort of this random act of violence and i think it speaks to the challenges that we have today um i know there's significant arguments about guns right there's significant arguments about the people that use them what i think bobby's striking as let's talk about the mindset behind pulling the trigger and i think that's um it's really at the heart it's not just a police issue that's part of what i was leading off with today this is a community issue that we have to talk about at every level and at every opportunity um one thing is certainly true uh the number of gun registrations is in, is at an all-time high for us uh, certainly the number of gun recoveries we are well on our way to potentially exceeding in the last four years um and so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh guns out there and and whether that's proportionate leading to a lot of gunplay the certainly the opportunity is there and with over 45 shoot random shootings this year alone thank goodness most of those didn't hit a person right uh, although many did not a homicide though i think uh, that's something we have to talk about and um, and that's what he's trying to do it but how do you change the minds of you know people who are they're angry they're feeling threatened uh they're looking for any way that they can feel empowered and one way to do that is maybe take your uncle's gun out of his dresser and uh and just wait and then act on something in spur of the moment you know that's the hard part because anger is an emotion it's a choice and you can choose to deal with it one way or deal with it another and um and I think that's part of that skill set that we're missing out, certainly among our young people. You know, it's not a bunch of 30 and 40 year olds out there. It's a bunch of young folks and uh, they're emerging out of um, out of youth. They're emerging out of our schools. They're emerging out of, you know, these these zones of trauma, I guess, if you will. And um, 
for whatever reason, um, those, those coping skills to deal with those things are not sinking in. Now notice I'm not saying it's not provided. I'm not saying there's folks that aren't out there every single day trying, but it is an uphill battle. And, and some of the challenges that, that, um, both our teachers, our counselors, our administrators, and, and certainly parents have to deal with today are, are incredible. You're yeah. competing with a lot out there from social media to, to everything else. Chief Blocker, thanks for your time this morning. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Tim. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.